Flint Hill Baptist Church exists to glorify God by gathering, growing, giving, and going in the name of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Spirit. Find out more at flinthill.net. If you got your Bibles, open them up to John chapter 14 with me this morning. Uh, John chapter 14, I've changed, I changed up some stuff. So, Jeff, I know you're, you're back there. I think Gavin's already told you that. Um, and it is a different day, but it's a great day, isn't it? It's a great day to be in the house of the Lord. Amen? Every, every, I mean, really, every day uh, is a great day. If we know Jesus, we can call upon his name. But in John chapter 14, I, I, on this Encountering God series, I, I mean, and I know there's not going to be a slide or anything up here, but really, I just, I just, just since the Lord was impressing on my heart, we, needed some, we need help. I need help. Maybe it's just me in the house, Lord. I know that's not true. I need help all the time, not just on today. Um, thank you. Thank you for seconding that. Um, um, but God did lead me to this passage, John chapter 14. Really, really a good chunk of this passage. Uh, the Lord is, is, is working. It's beautiful because you get to see and kind of jump into conversations that he's having with his disciples in this moment. And it's some real stuff going on, some real challenges going on. Uh, and it's in this passage, if you'll look at me in verse 15 uh, of John chapter 14, uh, Jesus makes this promise. He says, if you love me, you'll obey what I command, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor or comforter to be with you forever. The Spirit of truth it says the world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him. For he lives with you and will be in you. So the Lord really, they're on this side of Calvary. They're on this side of the cross. And in this moment, the Lord just really promises, uh, not just to the disciples, but to all of us who are uh, Christians, born again. I mean, that, that now this Jesus is not just interceding for us, but he's asking for this counselor, this comforter. We know him as God, the Holy Spirit. The title of my message this morning is God, the Holy Helper. Because you're going to see several times, and, and this is kind of the culmination of that in chapter in, in verse 15 through 17 here. But he 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 references him. Now let me let me just share with you when he references when he uses the word counselor, which is a good word, comforter. The word literally is paraclete, or it's in the noun paracletos. I think is how you would say it. But it's a term that means one called alongside to help. I mean, that's the role of God, the Holy Spirit, in our lives. And that's what he was saying here. The connotation is that of a helper, a comforter, a counselor, an exhorter, an intercessor, an encourager, an advocate. Those are all, that's the flavor, that's the, that's the nuances of this one who's called alongside all of us to help. And so I'm so thankful. Now, we're on this side of Calvary, and you ought to be able to testify this morning that you know Jesus and you know this helper. Uh, but even in the midst of what... Uh, in life in general, but even so today, I just think we need some help. and We need to be reminded of what God, the Holy Helper, does for us. And so let's back up now to chapter 14, verse 1. I love the first verse. And the first thing that God, the Holy Helper, does is He helps us with comfort. Look at this in verse 1. He says, don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. And the very first thing we see the Lord reminding of the disciples, there are going to be difficult times. There's going to be moments where you're going to mourn. There's going to be challenges. There's going to be persecution for your faith. Some of you will pass away, but it's okay. In those moments, he's, I mean, he's saying the challenges you face, the storms. I mean, last Sunday, if you were here, the storms that you go through are going to create 
uh, trouble within your heart. And he's saying, look, the Holy Helper is going to bring comfort. And, and when we see comfort here, it's not just the, the easing of the pain. Yes, that is. That's part of that comfort. But it's also turning our eyes to him, to trust him in the midst of the challenge. Now, you know, I go back to, to, to last Sunday's sermon when Peter was out there in the middle of that storm. It wasn't the first storm he'd ever been in in his life. I mean, he was a fisherman. He had been on the lake. He had been in those storms many a times. It was perilous. It was difficult. He had probably had the boat captized, but when he heard the voice of his Lord, I think MacArthur got it right, it triggered in him his love for his Lord, and he knew it was Jesus out there on the water. Even in the midst of the storm, he heard the voice of his Lord, and in that moment, this love came forth. And, and, and listen, that love relationship moves us to trust in him even when we don't understand. And that's okay. That's where, I mean, that's part of the life we live on this side of glory. I mean, it's, a, it's, a, it's an opportunity for us to experience, let me say it that way, God, the holy comforter in our life, right? He helps us with that. But not only that, look at verse 2, verse 2 through 6. Because he kind of rolls out of that, right, that, that, that moment. And he says, in my father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. I am going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you may also be where I am. You know the way to the place where I'm going. And I love Thomas's honesty and his sincerity. He says, Lord, we don't know where you're going. So how can we know the way? And Jesus clearly says, I am the way. I am, that's the emphasis here, the truth. I am the life. And if that doesn't convince it, he says, no one, no one comes to the Father except through me. Very clearly in this moment, God the Holy Helper helps us to know the way to heaven. I mean, in this moment, the disciples, yes, they're troubled on, the, on this earthly trouble. But it's more than that. There's an eternity before them. There's a heaven. Jesus is going away. And they're saying, where are you going? How am I going to get there? How will I know? How can I get to heaven? I mean, he's saying, how will I be with you forever? And Jesus doesn't leave them hanging. He says real clearly, it's simple. He says, I am the way. I am the truth. And I am the life. And he says, unless you come through me, you'll never make it. Uh, in John's gospel, uh, I, I mean, I, th I think I shared before, John 3, 16, whoever believes in him shall not perish. If you want to know life, you want to know eternal life, you want to know Christ, it, it's a personal, intimate knowing of him, trusting in him. So the Holy Spirit helps us with that, does he not? I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming here. I'm making a big assumption. I'm assuming that you have come to that place. If not, then today's the day. I, I, I cannot say that enough. Listen, I've been, a, I've been a lost person sitting in church before. It didn't go well. I mean, I'm just being honest with you. If the gospel's being preached, your heart getting knocked on. I mean, the Holy Spirit, what does He do? He convicts us of our sin. Thank you, Lord. And by the way, it doesn't end when you leave church. I mean, you know what I'm talking about? I mean, I'm driving down the street. I can remember, I can remember that drive specifically. And he's still knocking. And I'm still bargaining. I'm trying to figure this thing out. What am I supposed to do? And he's saying, Jay, just simply trust me. Turn to me. Repent of your sin. Turn away from that life and turn to me. I mean, that's the connotation. That's the biblical picture of salvation. Trust in him. The Holy Spirit helps us to know the way to heaven. Church, I, 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 know, I know I'm preaching to the choir this morning. There's only one way to heaven. 
There is not more than one way. Please hear that. Um, and and I, don't, I don't mean it's the Flint Hill way. Please understand. There's not going to be a section in heaven that says Flint Hill. You're not going there. You understand that. I know you know that. You either come through the blood of Jesus or you don't come. I mean, that's what he's saying. You, know, you don't come through his sacrifice. His death on that cross was for all people, all places, everywhere. Hallelujah. Ever has been, ever will be. You're going to make it there. It's through him and him alone. Him alone. Him alone. And I say that, man, I'm telling you, we can get real religious up in here. And I don't mean that us. I'm just telling people, church people. I've been around church long enough. We know what to say, how to say it, when to say it. We'll even serve in leadership and tell other people how to say it. You know what I'm saying? We're real good at that. Friend, that doesn't get you to heaven. That gets you a good attendance in church. But it's not a guarantee to heaven. The only guarantee is through Christ alone. And I'm, and I'm hammering this because it's, it's just the truth. If you want to know all the rest of this stuff, you want to know Him, it's through Him alone, personally. And the Holy Spirit helps us with that. And I, and I mean that sincerely. He's very gentle to us and very kind, very compassionate. I mean, we are in what we would call the age of grace. We're in that church age, right? Where His grace is being manifested through His church or ought to be, right? Pointing people to Christ. And so I, I just point you there today. May the Holy Spirit nudge you in the heart today. And maybe for some of us, it's not for salvation. It's just to remind us. It's to remind us that it's a personal, intimate walk with Jesus. It's a personal, intimate walk with Jesus. But there's only one way to heaven. So the Holy Spirit, the God, God the Holy Helper, helps us to know the way to heaven. Not only that, look with me in verse 7. Verse 7 through 10. <clears throat> because the scripture says, if you, in, in the conversation here, if you really knew me, you would know my father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Now, I love Philip. I love the honesty of the disciples. He said, Lord, show us the father and that'll be enough. He said, don't you know me, Philip? Even after all this time that I've been among you, anyone who has seen me has seen the father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am the, in the Father and the Father is in me? The words I say to you are not just my own. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing His work. The third thing the, God, the Holy Helper, helps us do is help us to see our Heavenly Father with clarity, with understanding. You know, we're, we're to pray, our Father who art in heaven. He is our Father, our Abba, our Daddy. I mean, that's a beautiful, beautiful description, a term of endearment. Yes, He is holy. Yes, He is other than any of us. Yes, He is mighty and awesome in power. Yes, all of that. Amen and amen. The scripture is clear. Jesus says, you can know Him as your Father. Now, I don't know what you think or thought about your earthly father. I get that. But you have a Father in heaven that loves you unconditionally. Unconditionally. And, and it's not just some theoretical. He has demonstrated his love for me and you by doing the very thing we both needed, all of us needed, and that was for him to come down and be that sacrifice on the cross. So my point is God, not just then, continues to demonstrate his love for us continually. It, it's not about does he. It's the question is whether do I see him? Do I experience his love that is so amazing? God, the Holy Helper, helps us to see our Heavenly Father as He really is and, and begins to reveal to us His love for us, right? I don't know how many of you have had that joy of sitting uh, maybe still before the Lord and God begins to reveal to you how much He really loves you. Y'all know what I'm talking about? I hope, I hope. I mean, I'm, I, listen, this isn't just some little 
child song. This is for me and you to live by. This, this is what rubber meets the road in our world. I mean, I'm talking about life. It, yes, God loves me. Yes, yes, that's a beautiful song. But it is so radically different when God, the Holy Spirit, applies to my heart, my life, this understanding, this wealth of knowledge, the riches of God's love for me, for me. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Am I the only weirdo in the house? I mean, I'm just going to be honest with you. This is life-changing. I hope you, I hope you are grow, here it is, growing in the grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Friends, some of y'all have been saints a long time. Y'all have been Christians for a long time. You might have been a Christian for 50-something years. Praise be to God. My hope is you could testify today that, as the old hymn writer said, I'm walking with him and talking with him, even so, right now. Right now. That, you're, that I hope the love of the Lord doesn't grow dim. His love made manifest. Your Father's love is what helps you in these most difficult times. Not only that, what else does He do? In John 14, look here in verse 11. God the Holy, help, Holy Helper does something else here. Look at verse 11. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or at least believe on the evidence of these miracles. We see that. Verse 12, I tell you the truth. Anyone who has faith in me will do what I've been doing. Now let me read that again. Hold on. Jesus said this, I tell you the truth, anyone who has faith in me, trusting in him, will do what I've been doing. In fact, hold on, he will do even greater things than these. Because I'm going to the Father. In fact, hold on, and I will do whatever you ask in my name. So that the Son may bring glory to the Father. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. So God the Holy Helper... Not only helps us with our comfort, helps us to know the real way to heaven, helps us to see our Heavenly Father and know His love that surpasses knowledge, but helps us to live on mission today. What does that mean? It means I'm going to live like Jesus, work like Jesus, pray like Jesus. I know that sounds like a Sunday school answer, but it's real. I'm going to live like Jesus. I'm, in fact, He says, if you're, if you're following me, you're going to live like I live. You're going to do what I did. You're going to demonstrate your love for your Heavenly Father. You're going to, you're, yes, you're going to be involved in miracles that take place in people's lives. By the way, when somebody comes to faith in Jesus, is it not a miracle? Some people say, well, miracles, I, I was, man, miracles happen every day. But don't miss this. What am I, what are we, come on church, supposed to be doing today? It's real clear. Live on mission. What does that mean? He said, you're going to do what I've been doing. Uh, not only that, you're going to work. You're going to do even greater work. You're going to serve. But you're also going to pray. Remember, he said, ask whatever in my name. Pray like me. He's demonstrated so much in the Gospels of how he prayed, when he prayed, to, to what degree, how he confronted situations and all that. So he's saying, you're going to live like me, be like me. You're going to pray like me. In fact, I mean, the word Christian, quite honestly, I... If, I'm going off memory. Y'all can, can call me out on this. I want to say it was first, it was a derogatory term used in the first century of those that followed Jesus. In fact, the, the better term was followers of the way. That's the way, the truth, and the life. Many people would say, I'm the follower of the way. But as a derogatory term, they would call them little Christ. They were, it was a derogatory term. We've taken hold of it and said, I'm a Christian, which is fine. We're associated with Christ. And that, that, that's beautiful. My point is this. When someone 
looks at my life, they ought to see Jesus. And how I live, and how I work, and how I pray, and what I do, they ought to see Christ in me, the hope of glory. God, the Holy Helper, helps that. If left to our own, we'd be a mess. We are a mess, even with His help. But God, I need your help to live on mission today. It's one thing to say it. It's one thing to recite it. It's another thing to do it day in and day out. In verse 15, look at this. Not only that, but God, the, the Holy Helper, verse 15 here. Here we go. If you love me, you will obey what I command. I mean, very simply, uh, obedience. I don't know what you think about that word. But the Lord expects us to be obedient to what he has commanded in his word. In fact, I remember years ago going to the Philippines on a mission trip. One of the first mission trips, a young man and his wife hosted us in the house. Paula remembers this. Um, it was an eye-opening world for me. We'd never been outside of this country, and we went to the Philippines on a mission trip. And uh, they invited us in the home. Now, they coached us up a little bit because we didn't want to do anything or say anything that was, that was wrong. You know what I'm saying? When you go to another country, you don't want to offend somebody. Uh, and apparently they learned that Americans like to eat, so... So we had snacks. They never had snacks, but they had snacks. And, and you know, you see the size of me. I'm, they think I eat a lot, so they're giving me extra food. And I, know, I ain't saying nothing. I ain't saying nothing. Yeah. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying they looked at me to eat a lot. We just went somewhere. That was not where this was going, Nathan. Not where this is going. Listen, listen, I'm... When they, I don't know how I can get out of this right here at this point. I don't know what's about to happen here. I don't know what's about to happen. Obedience, thank you. I'm, please forgive me, Lord. Um, the young man uh, taught us a little song, and uh, and uh, uh, he'd played his little guitar. He'd pastored a little church, and uh, sweet as can be. But it went something like this. O-B-E-D-I-E-N-C-E Obedience is the very best way to show that you believe. Now, I don't sing really well at all. But it's true. It's not about my singing. Jesus said, If you love me, you'll obey. If you're not obeying, you got a love problem. It's not an intelligence problem. It's not a passion problem. It's a love problem. So he helps us. He helps us with that. How does the Lord help us with that? Sometimes he convicts us when we're not obedient. Sometimes he encourages us. Sometimes he has to, you know, like them sheep that are out there, he has to hit us on the rear end a little bit to get us going. I mean, that's the imagery there. He's our shepherd. Um, not only that, got one more thing here. Gavin, come on up for me if you will. I don't know who, is everybody coming up today? That song, come on up if you're going to lead us. I got one more thing I want to share with you. Stay with me. Verse 16. <clears throat> in, this, in this next little section here, we talk about God the Holy Helper. 
Um, and he talks about, I, I read this at the beginning, that he would give another, the counselor, the comforter, the, the paraclete that would come alongside us to help us. <clears throat> There's several things here that he would say. Um, in verse 23, Jesus said, If anyone loves me, he will obey my teaching. My Father will love him. Here it is. And we will come to him and make our home with him. Verse 25, he says, All this I've spoken while still with you, but the counselor, the comforter, the paraclete's coming. Now he names him the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name. <clears throat> what will he do? He's going to teach you and me, all of us, all things. He'll remind us of everything, everything, everything that the Lord has said. Everything in his word, he'll remind, he'll lead, he'll guide. In addition to that, he says, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I don't give it to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. And do not be afraid. You know, the last thing in this little text here that God the Holy Helper does for me and you, it helps us to experience the fullness of God's presence. In these few verses, he talks about God's love, God's power, God's word, and God's peace. And in every one of these, it's about a revelation about us understanding and growing in that love, in that power, in His Word, in the knowledge of that. But then also in His peace that I would say passes all understanding. That's what Paul would say later on. So as we come to this kind of response, let me just... We're, going, we're about to sing a song together. More than anything, I pray that God the Holy Spirit, God the Holy Helper would help us experience His love, His Word, and His peace in this moment. Father, right now I just come before You. There's probably so much that I want to say that doesn't need to be said. Father, I just pray right now that You would speak. I, I, don't, I don't know how else to ask it, Lord. God, you speak. You're, you're alive. You're very present. You're very real. You're very much alive and on the throne today. There's nothing that caught you by surprise. And right here, right now, Holy One of Israel, the Holy Spirit of God, the Holy Helper of God, right here, right now, speak. Bring to us your word, your love, your truth, and your peace right now. We need you. We need you. Father, you are everything. You are all in all. God, without you, there is no hope. There is no peace that passes all understanding. There's no help without you. We need you. We need your help right now. God, we ask it in Christ's name. Church, I'm going to invite you to stand, if you will. They're going to lead us in a song. My hope, my prayer is you'd open up your mouth and just open up your lungs and just sing unto the Lord this morning. This may be a new one for some of you. I don't know.